0: It is a change of thinking, a a change of heart, a life-changing aha moment that leads to action, typically action in the opposite direction. Hello, you're listening to the Greek to Me podcast, a daily discovery of the New Testament scriptures one word at a time. We hope today's podcast helps you better understand and appreciate God's word. Today's word is metanoia in Mark chapter 1 verses 2 through 5 Mark records as it is written in Isaiah the prophet behold I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way the voice of one crying out in the wilderness prepare the way of the Lord make his paths straight John appeared baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. The word I want to pull out here is the word repentance. They're in verse 4, proclaiming a baptism of repentance or metanoia. The word metanoia is actually pretty difficult to define. Essentially, it means to change your mind. But it's not just about what you want to eat for lunch. It's much deeper than that. It's more of a change in thinking as a whole, and it wouldn't be too much to say that metanoia denotes a change of heart. You will often hear that to repent is to turn, and while the idea of turning is not really baked into the etymology of the word, it is most certainly implied. This kind of change in thinking will always affect behavior, usually in a dramatic way. In Matthew's account of this very same passage in Mark chapter 1, John the Baptist calls the Pharisees and Sadducees out, telling them to bear fruit in keeping with repentance. This is a way of exposing self-righteous motives and, and kind of implying that if your repentance is real, it will be made visible by your actions. In this case, their righteous living. The scripture that provides the clearest definition of metanoia it doesn't even use the word. It's found in Luke chapter 15 in Jesus' telling of the prodigal son. The parable goes that the younger of two brothers is fed up at home, demands his share of the inheritance, the father forks it over, and the entitled and self-centered son runs off to the big city to indulge himself. If you haven't read the story, you probably can see where this is going already. He burns through the cash, and wouldn't you know it, there's a famine in the land where he ends up, and long story short, he finds himself in a pigsty, hungry enough to eat the swine feed It is at this moment that everything changes. He recalls, all of a sudden, how good he had it back home and how good his father is. Luke chapter 15 verse 17 reads, But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? Did you catch it? When he came to himself, or the NIV and the CSB and others say this, When he came to his senses... This is metanoia. This is repentance. It is a change of thinking, a, a change of heart, a life-changing aha moment that leads to action, typically action in the opposite direction. If you don't know how the story ends, it's worth a read, but suffice it to say, the son went home more of his son than when he had left. In Romans chapter 2, Paul describes how God's kindness is meant to lead you to repentance. This is precisely what compelled the lost son to return home, knowing that the father would not deal harshly with him so long as he was sorry over his rebellion. And the father exceeds the son's wildest hopes, just as our Heavenly Father does when we come to our senses and see our sin for what it is, something which must be forgiven in order to have a relationship with him as a holy God. Without an understanding of his kindness, a right view of our sin would simply terrify us and and make us dread any sort of interaction with him. But it is the good news of the gospel, the the fact that God has come to us, taken our form, lived the life that we couldn't, and died a death that we deserved so that our sin problem could be solved. It's that kindness that leads us to repentance and what kindness it is. Uh, The word kindness doesn't even seem to cut it. But in 2 Timothy, we discover perhaps the most surprising aspect of repentance. It appears that repentance isn't just something God requires or something that he provokes by his kindness. But in 2 Timothy chapter 2, we read Paul's instructions to Pastor Timothy, and in verse 24 through 26, we read this. The Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil, correcting his opponents with gentleness. God may perhaps grant them repentance, leading to a knowledge of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil after being captured by him to do his will. We see the same thing in Acts 5, in Acts 11, this change of mind, this coming to our senses is from God, it's something he grants, it's a gift of God, a work of God in the heart. It's another way of saying how God opens eyes or gives ears to hear, or softens hearts, and grants understanding. Really, this is why we pray for the lost and why we plead with God to save, because we know at some level salvation is a miracle. Only God can cause this kind of deep change, and this is why repentance is a change in thinking that leads to a change in living. We've been changed from the inside by the power of God a renewed mind and a heart of flesh in place of a heart of stone. And this is why repentance is often defined as turning around, making an about face or a 180 degree change with our life. In Mark chapter 1, Jesus goes about preaching repentance to the lost Jews. And then in the very next scene, we see him calling James and John to follow him. And Mark records this, Immediately he called them, and they left their father Zebedee in the boat with the hired servants and followed him. In both scenes, metanoia is happening. In the first scene, the lost are turning from their sin. And in the second scene, the disciples are turning from the security of the family business. But think about it. Repentance isn't just turning from. That's only half of the equation. Repentance is not complete unless there is a turning to. And to be more specific, a turning to Jesus. The sinner turns from their sin to Jesus. The Christian lives a daily life marked by turning from the world turning from the comforts, the the securities, the distractions that the world is so quick to offer us, and then turning where? To Jesus. Coming to our senses in a saving way is where it begins, and and Luke 15 tells us how, how the angels of God rejoice when every sinner repents, but that's just the beginning. But Christian, from what might you need to turn in order to more fully follow Jesus? Odds are, it's not a bad thing. It's just not the the best thing. The Christian life is marked by continually coming to our senses, and in the words of Romans 12:2, being transformed in the renewing of our mind.